Podcast Answer Man, episode number 259. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, you really should head over to learnhowtopodcast.com. Anyway, my friends, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And my friends, uh, wow, (laughs) somebody out there attempted to take their show to the next level from start to seven years into it. Uh, (laughs) Just recently, my friends, I am going to be sharing with you a story about how I had a little bit of a case of stolen network identity. Uh, I'll give you the full details here in just a moment, but before I do, I want to let you know we're going to have two interviews, two interviews to include in this episode. Both of them, I think, are going to be extremely valuable to the entire podcasting community, so I want to make sure to include both of them uh, in this week's episode. And, of course, I want to give a random plug of the week. That's what I like to start out with, and this week's random plug goes out to my good friend and also another podcast mastermind member, Albert Hathazi. Uh, he has a podcast called The Local Method. You can find his show over at thelocalmethod.com. And my friends, this is a podcast devoted to helping business owners learn how to become market leaders in their industry using social media, content creation, and other internet technologies. And I am uh, very excited to work alongside with Albert inside of the Podcast Mastermind and just delighted to see how he's continually and consistently building his own podcast. basically his own level of becoming a market leader in his industry of helping people learn how to strategize the social media space to become that thought leader. So anyway, go check it out, thelocalmethod.com. Now, many of you will probably recognize that I did not come to you last week with an episode of Podcast Answer Man, and it's not like me to miss an episode Ever. I, I mean, it has happened before, but uh, last week, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit upset. No, okay. No, I, I'm going to be authentic and honest with you and tell you that I was extremely upset last week. I had, on Thursday morning, I had just learned the day before that somebody had decided that, you know, hey, I'm really inspired by Cliff and and the network that he's created and and I'm looking at all the stuff that I've been doing all over the web and I, and I see how he's kind of combined everything in this one thing called gspn.tv, this one website. He's built this community online using the Ning platform and um and and, and unfortunately this guy thought it was okay to completely copy everything from me. And, you know, some people say that, um, what is it that they say, uh, the sincerest, what, oh, what is it? I, let me see if I can find it here because I wrote it down. Uh, some say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. 
You know what? And I totally get that. I mean, there are certain things that I do. I, for example, I put out the GS, the actual the. Let me see if I can speak correctly. I put out the thesis theme tutorial, which is a tutorial that you can purchase over at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash thesis. And it shows you how you can actually create a site that looks like podcastanswerman.com as far as the layout, you know, where the navigation buttons are, how I put the the header in the, in the way, you know, the size and the location of the header where it is, how I build my sidebar and and, and just the look and the feel and the coloring and how you can use Thesis to configure a site to look similar to the site that I have. And also, and I and I did this basing, you know, this is how I can easily create the gspn.tv website. Well, you know, my intention is that people, if they buy that tutorial, that they will go out and create something that looks very much, as far as the layout is concerned, to my site. And it just so happens that the person who I'm speaking of uh, you know, I'm just going to try to refrain from using his identity. I don't think that that's important that anybody knows who this person was. And and I'm delighted to tell you that I've worked it all out. And and without going to a lawyer and doing cease and desist or having the ISPs take them down for DMCA or whatever, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, all that stuff, I, I didn't go that route. I just reached out to the person and said, listen, I'm very upset that you've done this. And this is absolutely not right. And I would like to ask you to take this down immediately. And I gave them, I gave him a list of things that that absolutely must happen. And it was a lot. Uh, for example, here, here, let me just tell you what happened. Uh, number one, his site was a word-for-word duplication of about 95% of gspn.tv. I'm telling you that the logo for his network was almost identical to the logo that I use for gspn.tv. The header on his website is an exact duplicate. Now, you'll if you go to gspn.tv, you'll see some photos in there. Now, he, he swapped out the photos that I have with some of his own photos, but that's something that even I believe I even paid for that that you know that artwork, and yet it was just completely uh, taken. Even the logo or even the tagline "Join the Community" was duplicated. Um, so not only that, but it, it wasn't just that, but even the things that took me years to come up with, like the, the mission statement of, you know, this, you know, our desire is to provide you content that is authentic and genuine, uh, and that, you know, our desire is to always produce content that's, uh, entertaining, uh, educational, entertaining, encouraging, and inspirational, uh, the, we, the 10 ways that you can join the community, I mean, word for word for word, and the, even the layout of my homepage was completely duplicated. The only thing that was changed was they took out my picture and put in his picture. That was it. And 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 instead of we, he says I. And and so those were the only changes. And not only that, but even my GSPN.TV Plus membership page, I I spent hours and hours and hours writing a letter about what Plus membership is and how it's changed over the years and even that page was completely duplicated on this person's site and it was word for word and it's as though everything that I've worked for for you know and I and honestly guys I've spent more than 15,000 hours building all of this stuff that I've worked on and to have all of that duplicated and copied to be honest with you it really upset me it, it upset me in a very very big way and so much so that I knew that I could not objectively come behind a microphone last week and talk about podcasting 
with that on my heart. I, I just would not have been able to have been, I would have not had the ability to be gracious and to give anyone the benefit of the doubt and to even see if, you know, this is something that I needed to pursue legally. Uh, and and so, I, I mean, just I, I am going to play for you. I mean, just in case you think I'm crazy, I am not going to tell you the website name. I'm not going to go tell you where to go and look. Matter of fact, it's all been taken down. Every single thing has been taken down. I think there was a probably a total of about 20 or more different items over the course of about four or five days that I had to have him completely eliminate any trace of online. But just to give you an idea of how much of a duplication of everything was, if, if you guys if you guys go to uh, let me let me just go to I'm gonna go to successfullifemindset.com. This is a podcast that we started uh, 33 week more than 33 weeks ago. All right, and I'm gonna click play. This is this is our podcast right here. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. Oh uh, wait, you know what? That let me play a different one. I want to play this one. Successful Life Mindset Podcast Episode Number 32. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Okay, so you hear the name of this show? Successful Life Mindset. Successful Life Mindset is the name of our show, my show, the show that belongs to gspn.tv, that tagline, that, you know, entertaining, educational, encouraging content that makes a difference. That's my network ID. Now, I have changed this, and it's going to sound super funny because I want to protect the identity of this person, uh, but but here's the deal. I'm going to play for you this clip, and I did, you'll hear a little pause in there because I actually took out the name of his network, which is close to mine, but, but still... Uh, the only thing that's changed is the network. So listen to this. This is this is a brand new podcast that this person had launched. Successful Life Mindset, Episode One. Entertain, education, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is TV. Join the community. Okay, now I, I want to tell you that the, the you know the original of that doesn't sound as funny and as uh, like somebody's been sucking on a helium balloon. Uh, it, the other one sounds really good. In fact, the, this person has copied even my own process of of producing audio. So here's the thing. I reached out to this person, and uh, in fact, I found out about him because he became a GSPN.TV Plus member. I wrote him an email and said, hey, thank, I want to thank you. You know, Can you tell me what shows you listen to? I'm just so delighted to have somebody else who supports the content and community of GSPN on a monthly basis. And he wrote back telling me how much he, he I've inspired him and and he even put a link to his website. And I'm thinking, OK, well, you know what? I've got a couple minutes. Just I, I'll just I'm going to go check out and see what he's got and maybe check out an episode or two uh, or not an episode or two, but just check, check out a minute or two of one of his episodes. And I click on the link and I am not kidding you. I about went through the roof. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is there, there's no way there's no way somebody can think that this is OK. How I mean this, and and you know what I'm I'm gonna share with you the the reason why I didn't go to the lawyer. Um, when I first started my, my business podcast, Answer Man, I started out with um calling my business Bitcast Media. I fi- I figured you know you know we're using digital bits, and I'm you know the I'm using the cast from broadcasting. You know we're bitcasting out there to the world, and and instead of Podcast Answer Man, my original business name was Bitcast Media. 
And a couple months into using BitCast Media, after I've delivered thousands of business cards to people, um, I, I got a le- I got a letter from a lawyer, a letter in the mail from a lawyer stating that I must immediately cease and desist from using BitCast Media, uh, and I must immediately transfer the domain to that company. And it was it was scary. Uh, it w- it made me feel horrible, and I'm like, what did I do wrong? I, d- I can't imagine what I've done wrong. And and just the fact that they su- they they basically sicked their lawyers on me, it just really made me feel horrible. And and I almost lost. Actually, no, I probably did lose a bit of sleep over the whole situation there. Um, now I will tell you that I stood up for myself, and and I I did tell them. I said, listen, I did not realize that you had a trademark for Bitcast. Uh, you know the term Bitcast. I looked online. I couldn't find any such place anywhere online that had anything referring to a Bitcast. But I'll take your word for it, um, and I'll I'll cease from using that terminology for my business. But I will not give you my domain. I I, I already have business cards out there that says Cliff at Bitcast Media. Com, and there's no way I'm going to lose all the marketing that I've done. Uh, so so that's that's not going to happen. But I and and they pushed back. Uh, the lawyers sent me more letters saying that you have 90 days. And I told them, I said, you know, when it comes to the domain, you I, I, I'm telling you right now, already everything has been everything that said BitCast Media, it's gone. It does not exist anymore. But BitCastMedia.com is my domain. I own it. And from this point forward, if you type in bitcastmedia.com, it will simply forward to my pot, my new brand, which is podcastanswerman.com. And uh, so basically, you know, I I, I, bas- I sent that letter back to him, and and I did, you know, I said, you know what, I'm I'm a, I'm just this solopreneur guy, just starting a business here. I uh, don't have a ton of cash, and don't have a lot. I don't have a legal department to fight you. But, you know, when it comes to BitCast Media, you you have to understand, I've put way too much in to give up my email. The, uh, then they came back and says, well, we'll forward any emails for 90 days. And I wrote back, I said, listen, you know, this is something that you'll just have to take me to court on. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll have to fight it. But uh, but as far as, you know, the, everything else, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it. And I just did not like the intimidation factor that I felt there. I also want to tell you another reason why I didn't immediately seek out a lawyer, and uh, and it's because I I do believe that some people can be naive, uh, and by naive I just mean that you just don't realize that what you're doing is wrong. You, you just think that this is okay. Uh, that's what I mean by the word naive. And and so uh, there was a time. Have you ever heard of the Wilhelm? I I wonder if I can find this. I'm just do Wilhelm, and uh, and Google. And here is a Wilhelm scream compilation. I'll just play this for a couple seconds for you. If you haven't... Wilhelm! Yeah, I'll just fill my pipe! (laughs) So basically the Wilhelm is that "Ah!" scream that you just heard just a minute ago. I'll play just another minute of this here. These are all different movies that use the Wilhelm sound effect. And the, the Wilhelm, by the way, has been used in in I, I don't know how many uh, movies, but it's it, it is it's kind of like a little fun thing that people do to 
to throw into their movie just because it, it's become a, I guess, a meme, if you will. The Wilhelm. If you haven't ever done anything, uh, heard about it before, go and do it. Just do a Google search for Wilhelm. W-I-L-H-E-L-M. I guarantee you the Wilhelm Scream compilation and all kinds of blog posts will come up. But when I first heard about this back in, oh gosh, I, I probably heard about this back in about, I would say it was about, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and I was blogging, and what I did is I came across somebody else's blog who had done a, you know, a great post and had a link to all the different, or had a list of all the different movies the Wilhelm has been in, and I was so intrigued by the Wilhelm that I I basically copied the list of that movie, you know, the the entire list uh, of that movie, and I posted, pasted that in my blog post. And I posted a link back to the original source of where I got it. Anyway, because of the link back and stuff like that, this person was able to easily see that I had copied uh, some of the material from his post. And he wrote to me and he was very upset and asked me if I would be if I would please take it down. And I just couldn't understand why this guy got so upset. I'm like, dude, I, I gave you credit. I did this and stuff like that. But you know, going back, you know, I, I did, I, I, t- I took, I, you know, I did update the post and, and took away the list. And I said, if you want to see the list, click here for the original. This guy's done an amazing job. Um, but, you know, I just couldn't understand why he was so upset. But it, it, I'll tell you what, man, when when I last last Wednesday or last Thursday, both days uh, and even over the weekend, I was I understand. I understand what it's like to have somebody take so much of your work and and just immediately just without any permission without anything and just thinking it's okay and just go out and duplicate so much and this is the first time it's ever happened to me and you know i was sharing this with my podcast mastermind as as the details were you know breaking and stuff like that and i i just want to say that i'm happy to announce that it is completely behind us uh, i've actually even been on we did a skype video chat uh with me and this individual and 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 it is 100% in the past it's it's done the the guy completely understands uh w- you know where i'm coming from and understands that it's wrong and you know he's learned a valuable lesson that uh he's lucky that it happened uh that he had actually done that to me and not somebody else and that um you know that not only do i consider this very serious uh but but it is a very serious situation legally indeed so anyway, that's why I didn't have a show last week, and I am just delighted that I didn't have to get a lawyer involved to to to, to, to kind of battle this. And and as far as I can tell, we kind of nipped it in the bud because he was just getting things started. Uh, so anyway, I I I don't know if this guy has ever happened to you guys. If you if it has, I'd love to hear your story about how you've handled similar situations. If you want to uh, do so, do do me a favor. Go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 259. That's the show notes for episode 259. Go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 259 and leave me a comment in the comment section. Now, before I get to these interviews that I want to play for you, I want to tell you about a brand new webcam that I'm using today for my live show streaming. Um, many of you know that I have my Canon Vixia HF or yeah, HFG10 that I absolutely love for for my, you know, going out and creating amazing HD video and stuff like that. But when it comes to my live stream, you know, hooking that up via HDMI into the computer, you would think that they would have an easy way to do that into a Mac, but unfortunately they don't. 
And I was doing a video Skype interview with, um, uh, well, actually, we, we were on video and we were on doing Skype, but uh, it was an interview with Evo Terra. I only recorded the audio for the podcast report. And Evo Terra had just purchased this Logitech HD Pro C910 uh, webcam that basically has a Carl Zeiss 1080p HD lens autofocus it's got great color and it's designed to work with the mac and i saw the quality of that picture and i was so sick and tired of the grainy fuzzy looking picture and not to mention the fact that because it's an hd lens it's 16 by 9 ratio i was sick of the 4 by 3 ratio i was tired of the the you know the blurry picture so I went out and immediately purchased two of these, one for, you know, uh, my go-to meeting faces with HD faces for my podcast mastermind meetings. And I also purchased a second one for my live streaming computer, which uh, is a Mac mini for Ustream. And I'm using it today uh, and updated my live show page and, and uh, you know, it looks great. Uh, it, you know, it looks like Ustream's obviously compressing the image down quite a bit. But still, uh, I, I'm absolutely thrilled with this camera. If you want to use my affiliate link to check it out for yourself, go over to gspn.tv forward slash C as in Charlie 910. Again, that's gspn.tv forward slash C910. All right, my friends, it is now time to switch things over to some of these interviews that I have queued up and ready to go. The first interview that I want to play for you is an interview with Johnny B. Truant. He is the person who is in charge of the virtual ticket option for Blog World and New Media Expo. Now, for those of you who are subscribed to the podcast report, this is going to be uh, 14 minutes of exactly what you've already heard, unfortunately. But the thing is, is there's a few thousand more subscribers to Podcast Answer Man that uh, did not yet hear this. And chances are uh, there are many people who are not subscribed to that because they have no plans of going to Blog World uh, just yet, especially for the NYC event. Uh, but here's the deal. This is an interview that's going to talk to you about how you can benefit from the stuff that's happening at Blog World and specifically the podcasting track that I've put together. And I want to go ahead and play the interview with you, even though it says, hey, Johnny, welcome to the podcast report. And just a real quick note that if you sign up using the link on my website, I do get an affiliate commission if you buy a virtual ticket option. So if you want to go over to podcastanswerman.com, you'll see where it says I'm speaking at Blog World. Click that image and then it will take you uh, to the Blog World site and then click on uh, whatever it says to to buy the virtual ticket option, and and that will credit to my affiliate account. But anyway, let me go ahead and play that interview for you right now. All right, my friends, I have Johnny B. Truant on the line with me right now, and he is the host of the virtual ticket option for Blog World and New Media Expo. Johnny, thank you for coming on to the podcast report. Well, thanks for having me on, Cliff. Really appreciate it. Hey, I also want to congratulate you. I understand you just launched your very first podcast. I did, and it is uh, large credit goes to you as podcast 
Answer Man for helping me out with that, even though you didn't know you were helping me. Well, I'm always glad to be out there inspiring people to launch new shows. Real quick, where can people find your podcast? Or actually, tell us what it, your podcast is, what it's about, and then where can they find your podcast? Our podcast is, it's, it's me and two other guys, uh, Sean Platt and David Wright. And it's all about digital self-publishing, uh, mainly through like Amazon's Kindle program. And uh, it's at selfpublishingpodcast.com. And actually, before we recorded this, I got a little bit of free audio advice uh, from you, Cliff. And uh, I know that I can take my voice up significantly just by changing some settings. And I really appreciate that. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to help. And we're here, however, to talk to you about the virtual ticket option. I, I You know, this virtual ticket, this is where, let's just say there are folks out there, I guess, that can't attend blog world for whatever reason scheduling conflicts whatever the case may be maybe the travel for them is is not within the budget this year uh, but they can still have some sort of connection to the content that takes place at blog girls am i understanding this correctly yeah that's pretty much it cliff and the the basic idea behind the virtual ticket is originally they recorded all the sessions and it was kind of the take home version of of blog world and and that it it still kind of is that it still kind of is you you either attend blog world and it's live and you want to have those recorded sessions to go back to later or you weren't able to make it live and this is sort of your next best thing but the other thing that we tried to do when i took this over last time in la is we tried to bring back not just the content of the live event, but also as much of the experience as we can. So in in other words, instead of just getting archived recordings, which is what the virtual ticket used to be, we're doing um, live, I'm calling them like quasi-live extras, meaning that they won't be live because we can't rely on reliable internet to do things live, but we'll do like audio dailies that we'll be publishing for people. Um, we'll be sort of your eyes and ears on the floor uh, of the conference, just trying to replace some of the experience of being there live through through various means. Walk me through this. I can wrap my head around the idea that if I sign up for the virtual ticket option, that means that sometime after the conference, it, and am I right that you're going to get all this content after the conference? The actual sessions, that's a ton of content. So it takes us about a week, which we're actually pretty proud of that turnaround time. So for the actual Session content, yes, it would be after the conference, about a week after. So about a week after the conference, I sign up for this virtual ticket option. About a week later, after the conference has ended, I will have access to go and download uh, each and every one of the sessions. And and they're pretty much most all audio. Are there any video options for, for some of those sessions? Yeah, we have we have multiple options for each. So what they do is they record the audio of every speaker through the, their mic or whatever, and then they record any AV presentation that they have, any uh, slide deck that they present, or anything that's projected to the front of the screen. So it just comes out of their computer. So you have that video. It's not video of the speaker. It's a video of their presentation and their audio. So you can watch the video, and that's what most people do, sort of like a webinar. And you can watch that live, or you can download it and you know keep it or whatever. And then also we have the MP3 recording if you just want to listen to it in the audio format. Excellent. So you're telling me that you're hosting these somewhat quasi-live events. When do people get those or do they, have, do they get that after the event as well? 
That's something that we're still sort of trying to hash out the details of, but the idea right now is that there will be basically three extra components that we are adding uh, to the virtual ticket in addition to what I already described with the sessions. So the first is is simple, is social media interaction. So we we take pictures, we talk to people, we tweet, we Facebook, whatever it is that we're doing, just to sort of keep people informed about what's going on. And that's the simplest level. Well, be- Sec- before you go sure. on to the second and the third, are you telling me that that is something unique and accessible only to the folks that are signing up through the virtual ticket? Currently, most of that would be public just by the nature of, of Twitter. It's the, the Twitter account is BlogWorldVT, and pretty much anybody can, um, can follow that. But and this is I see this is the the difficulty of doing it earlier with so many things being in flux. I don't know if we're going to have like a private Facebook group or something. Uh, so I I can't totally answer that part of the question. But if somebody does sign up and pay for the virtual ticket option, knowing that they're going to one week after the conference get access to every session, the recordings of both the presentations and audio, and also the audio file by itself, they know they're going to get that. But I would imagine that if they do sign up for the virtual ticket, as you get closer and you iron out how you're going to do each of these items that you're talking about, you'll have their email address so that you can email them and communicate to them what is available to them as the conference is going on. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. We send periodic updates to anybody who's purchased the virtual ticket. I mean, if for no other reason than we need to give them their logins and so forth for the private virtual ticket members site. Just let them know what we're doing and keep them informed. Okay, so number one, Facebook updates, social media updates, Twitter, all that stuff. So uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Actually, I did. Uh, (laughs) Number two, what was the second one? The other two are the really cool ones. So one is behind the scenes sort of in-depth interviews with whoever we run across. So if I ran across you, Cliff, then I, and I could get you to sit down in front of our background, our blog world background, and we do just like a brief video interview, uh, just talking about things that you may have covered during your session. But the idea is to add extra dimension, stuff that people live won't even get. Gotcha. We'll do a few of those. Um, we, we don't know for sure the number, but um, we'll get as many folks as we can. It's like bonus materials on a DVD. Excellent. And the, you said there was a third thing? The third thing is going to be dailies. So if when people shoot a movie, there are sort of, we, this is where we're thinking of it this way, there are the dailies that were shot that day. And so we're going to do those as audio. I'm going to walk around with, you know, either a, a digital recorder of some kind and do brief audio interviews with people. And uh, we're going to post those daily. So if we do one during the day on Friday, then the virtual ticket attendees will be able to listen to those Friday night. Now, here's the thing that that's for those who can't attend, maybe because it doesn't fit onto your schedule or the travel and this, you know, and all of that might be out of the budget range. But for those who are coming to the conference, I would recommend this. And it's not just because I'm trying to sell anything, because honestly, it, it does. I mean, it doesn't add anything to me. But seriously, I, I would recommend getting this as the podcast uh, track leader, the one who's put together all of all 24 sessions of the podcasting track. Which, by the way, the podcasting track is literally just two sessions uh, per time slot out of, I don't know what, 15, 16 different sessions happening at the same time in this place. So there, there's a lot of sessions to choose from. And even within podcasting, just with the two options that you'll have from one podcasting session to the other podcasting session during every single time slot for the three days, 
you're going to have to choose one of those podcasting sessions over the other. Or you might even choose a different session somewhere else in another track and miss out on some great material. I know personally, I put the schedule together and there's still going to be some times on the schedule where I definitely want to be in both places at the same time. So what happens to those who are coming to the conference if they want the virtual ticket? Do they have to pay the conference price plus that full virtual ticket price? We actually found that, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would say a large number, let's just say it that way, of people who purchased the virtual ticket last year were live attendees. And the price for live attendees to add on is, and, and again, I don't know if the site reflects this now, this is what we're shooting for, it should be 97 through the conference. So you can actually add it at registration. And that's what a lot of people did is they got there and they kind of looked around and said exactly what you're saying, Cliff, that it was like, wow, um, a great example is in, I mean, I'm more in the blogging sphere and the uh, Sonia Simone from, and Chris Garrett from Copyblogger and ChrisGarrett.com, two very well-known names in the blogging sphere, had this great presentation at the same time as Darren Rouse from ProBlogger, who is another huge name. And people would want to see both of those, but they couldn't. So a lot of people added on the virtual ticket because then they could go back and get all the information that they missed and just for another 97 bucks. Okay, so let's just say the folks are going to the conference. They've you know gone in, registered for the three-day blogger slash podcaster pass. They've added on the virtual ticket option. How long before they uh, get their credentials and do they just wait for you to communicate to them? How does that work out? That's the best bet is to wait for us because even if you receive credentials right away, there's kind of nothing that you can do because we don't really add content until the actual live event. But we'll be communicating with you. That's what we did in L.A. is just sort of let people know what we're going to be doing and and all of that. So you just sort of wait and watch your inbox. Excellent. Well, Johnny, is there anything else you want people to know about the virtual ticket option that I didn't ask? I just want to underscore the the idea of this being an alternative to live attendance because you got to remember, I mean, Blog World holds these in... New York in like central Manhattan. And I don't remember what a hotel room costs, but if, you, if you're getting the three-day blogger pass, remember, unless you live there, you're getting four nights a hotel plus a flight. So that is a significant chunk and it's totally worth it. I mean, blog world is amazing, but if you can't quite swing the $2,000 or whatever it is, then this is a really good way to sort of get a lot. And, and in some ways more, a lot of ways more than what you would get even live. I certainly see that as an option. And, and by the way, the hotels are right around $200, $300 a night on average, depending on where you stay. But uh, so for the cost of one night in, in the hotel, you could have yourself the virtual ticket option and have access to every single bit of recording. However, and, and I certainly believe that this is a reason why a lot of people who have already made the decision, I am not going to Blog World because of the cost, definitely consider getting the virtual ticket. I mean, it it is definitely going to be worthwhile for all the materials. I just know from the podcasting track alone, the content that's available there is just going to be top-notch, highly valuable information. Now, for those of you who are on the fence, you know, oh, you know what? I I was thinking about going to Blog World, didn't know if I wanted to to have the expense uh, and, oh, wow, this, you know what? I could get by with just that option instead. I just want to say, if you're on the fence, 
and and and, and uh, meaning that if you're on the fence, that means that chances are you could probably squeeze and make it work. My friends, come to Blog World, make it happen. It will be an investment. Even if you're doing this as a hobby, it will invest in your hobby in such a way that you will benefit. Because certainly, the virtual ticket folks are going to get that content. They're going to get that information. But what you're going to get as an attendee is not only the access to the live information, you get the you get the opportunity during almost every session to ask questions so you can actually kind of control what content actually gets recorded for the people in the virtual ticket. Uh, but also you'll have the opportunity to actually meet each of these speakers. You'll actually have the opportunity to invite people out to lunch. You'll have the opportunity to meet other podcasters, other bloggers, and build a relationship that could make things happen that you never dreamed possible. So i just thankful that uh, Blog World has this option, both for those who want the full benefits of Blog World, but also for those who are not able to make it or for those who are going to make it but not able to attend every single session they want to attend to have this available. So, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on and telling us. Anything else that I left out? No, just that uh, that you nailed it right on the head, that it, it's not a competing product. I totally agree. If you can go live, go live. This is if you can't. Johnny, thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Cliff. All right, my friends, that is the interview with Johnny B. Truitt. Again, if you want to get the virtual ticket option, please go to podcastanswerman.com. Click through the I am speaking at Blog World image. And uh, and again, that will credit towards my affiliate account if you are indeed looking to uh, sign up and grab that material. Hey, I've got another interview ready for you, queued up here, ready to go. This is an interview with PJ Jonas. And the one thing that I really hope that you get out of this interview is when we eventually get to talking about having a publicist as a podcaster. So anyway, let me just go ahead and play this interview for you right now. It'll all make sense as we go along. All right, my friends, I am on the line with PJ Jonas from GoatMilkStuff.com. Also a brand new podcaster and a member of the podcast mastermind. PJ, I am so excited to have you come on to the podcast answer, man, and tell your story. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cliff. This is awesome. You actually approached me, I believe, about, what was it, about three or four months ago for the very first time? Yep, that's about when it was. I had wanted to podcast for quite a while and knew that I didn't have the time to figure it all out. And so when I was introduced to you, it was totally a godsend. How did you hear about me? Do you remember? I do. Um, you had an interview with Social Media Examiner. Oh, that's right. So that was through Michael Stelzner. So you were introduced to me and then you had reached out to me. And I remember this. I had never heard of PJ Jonas before or GoatMilkStuff.com. And, I, and, and all of a sudden, I, I do remember looking at your signature and your email address. You had mentioned that you have this business that you had grown from the ground up and, and that you, got, you have a unique story and you want to uh, learn how to create a podcast. And I'm thinking goat milk. I mean, what the world is this? And so I clicked through immediately to your website and I was impressed. And not only that, but I was not only was I impressed, I was inspired. And so... I'll tell people what it was about your website. And it wasn't just a website, but it was something more than that. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I want to actually go back and have you tell people about 
goat milk stuff. Where did this come from? Well, it initially started because I was bathing my children one day, and I actually have a very large family. I have eight children, although they weren't all born at that time. And I looked at the ingredient list on the baby wash that I had always used, and I couldn't believe that it was filled with chemicals and petroleum-based chemicals and things I couldn't pronounce. And I decided right then and there I was going to make my own soap. So we already had the dairy goats, and I knew that the goat milk was not just really healthy to drink, but healthy for your skin as well. So I learned how to make goat milk soap. And for a couple years, we just used it ourselves and gave it away for Christmas presents. But when I put it in the shower, my husband's fingers, who had always cracked and split down at the fingertips, they stopped cracking and splitting. So I knew I had a really good product. And then in 2008, we decided to start selling some of it, and we went to a single craft fair, and the response was absolutely tremendous. And from there, we just started selling more and more of it and making more and more of it. And by 2009, we had to make the decision whether or not to bring my husband on full-time. And that was kind of scary because that was a really big leap of faith because the business wasn't really making enough money to support our family. But we knew it had that potential. And so we just prayed about it and thought about it and jumped in. And here we are. One of the things that impressed me and, and inspired me and immediately said, wow, I want to do work. I, I, I definitely want PJ and Jim Jonas. I want them as clients because this is simply amazing. And what it was, it's not that you had the most amazing website in the world. I mean, you have a pretty decent website. But what really got my attention was as soon as I went to your website on the right hand corner is a video that's embedded there from the Today Show. Tell me a little bit about how that happened. Well, we actually um, have a publicist that we work with, and he was making different connections for us, and we had sent the Today Show soap probably about nine months before the, the they came down and interviewed us, and we didn't hear anything for about six months, and then about six months later, they asked us to send more soap, and then a couple weeks after that, they asked us to send even more and um, it was something that they decided that Mike Leonard, who has a segment called Leonard's Look, and he pretty much goes across America, that this was a really good fit for his segment. And once he got a hold of it, he was very excited about it because he likes to look at um, families and special stories of just everyday citizens doing something unusual and unique. You have an inspiring story of building this business. I would love to talk to you about your social media because when you came to me, you were already very adept at using Twitter, Facebook, and various other blogging and, and things like that. Is this something you're all self-trained in, in in each of those areas? Yes, we've pretty much just figured it out as we were go going. Like I said, I mentioned Social Media Examiner before. We listened to them and, and some other things. But it's just been something from the beginning. We've been a very personal company. You know, the it's, it's all about the family and, and how we do things. We make a great product, but it's just as much about the people that are doing it. So to share bits and pieces of ourselves and what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis came very naturally. And it was something that our customers really enjoy making that connection with um, with us and with our family. So many of them I hear all the time about how excited they are to see a family that's teaching their children to work hard. 
and not just that they're they deserve things just because they exist but because they're working hard and they're earning things so that really resonated with people and it was very easy to share that and then at the same time to ask opinions of our customers on the social media platforms with the different things they wanted us to make next whether it was a different scent or whether it was lip balm or laundry soap or anything like that so we got a lot of immediate feedback so that's been really helpful for everything when did you first learn about podcasting um, I've never really heard of podcasting up until about probably six months ago. Um, I'd probably heard the name, you know, with an iPod, but we didn't, we don't own an iPod at the time. So I really did not know at all what it was about up until about six months ago. And, um, probably, you know, just came across different things on, on the web and you would read things, but not having ever listened to one, it really didn't make sense to me for a little while what it was all about. How did you come to the place where you decided you wanted to create a podcast of your own? Well, I get a lot of emails and phone calls on a day-to-day basis, uh, people just asking me questions, whether it's questions about homeschooling or parenting or starting a business or running a business or just organizing my house, that I spend a lot of time answering these individual emails. And I kind of felt like I wasn't using my time very efficiently answering them one-on-one and everybody always tells me I need to write a book but I don't have time to sit down and write a book so I thought that podcasting might be a really great way to start answering these questions um, in a more you know where people could just hear my voice and, and get to know me a little bit better and if I got asked a question I could refer them to the episode. I think this is interesting and and so Today, you still don't subscribe to any other podcast. Is that right? No, I don't subscribe to any. I'll go on and I'll listen to to different things, you know, here and there. Now that I've, um, I have an iPad and, and my husband and I will go out and sometimes and we'll find something in the car and, and we'll plug it in. We listened to one of yours last night when he took me out for a date. But uh, it's not something that we have time to listen to regularly. You launched a podcast seven weeks ago and have produced an episode every single week. Now, of course, episode number seven is the last episode that's been published, but not because it's been sitting around for a while. It's just that that was last week. And by the way, episode number seven, my favorite episode of your podcast, and absolutely sounds awesome. If I had to give you on a scale of one to 10, as far as the content and audio quality of the episode, I would give them both a 10. Oh, thank you. For that episode. I I was thoroughly engaged. And I think that was the one, I'm pretty sure that that's the one that had the, uh, your local area neighbor that that had lost her home in a tornado and it was all about decluttering and stuff like that. Yep, that's actually episode six. It was the first one on decluttering and my neighbor, her house was destroyed in an instant. She and her family were, were not there, so they were all safe, but she, you know, talk about instant decluttering, it was all gone. And I thought she would have such a great perspective on what's truly important and what is just weighing us down in our lives. So it was really neat. And that was, that was episode six. Okay. So I have that confused. So episode number seven, I have not yet listened to, and I will, but, uh, so what, tell me what it's been like after seven weeks of podcasting, what kind of response have you received? It's been tremendous. I am so excited that I started doing this, you know, it's it's so nice to just be able to talk with people, you know, even though they're not there. I mean, to me, it's real. I'm out there talking to my, you know, my customers and my audience, 
and people that I want to help. So it, it's been amazing to just sit and talk to them. And you know, I have a a face in my head that I'm talking to and share some of the things that I have learned over all my years of, of raising children and parenting and starting a business and the response has been amazing I just got um, like you mentioned we're doing I'm doing a series on clutter right now and I just got this um, comment from a woman who is a single mom and had to move back in with with her mom and um, her father died and, and the house is just full of clutter. She and her two kids are crammed into this one bedroom and they can barely move. And, you know, it was her reaching out through that. And, you know, we've now started, I've started to talk to her and see if there's anything we can do to help. And, and that I don't think would have happened before I actually started the podcast because I don't think she probably would have taken the time to email me something so personal just out of the blue. So it's, I'm so glad I started it. Tell people real quickly, what is the name of the podcast? Well, we ended up deciding to call it the Busy Mom Survival Guide because if there's one word to describe me, it is definitely a busy mom, or I suppose that's two words, actually. But um, So that's what we're doing, and, and the goal of it is just to help moms, although there's been a lot of dads, I've been getting feedback from a lot of dads, too, and, and just women in general, that um, you know to help them just deal with this life that for so many of us seems to be going so quickly and we're constantly overwhelmed and to just really get down to the important things that are there and to kind of get rid of all the rest of it so you can you know end the day and you can look back and say you know what that was a good day I got I got important things done I spent time with my family and I did what really matters one of the other reasons why I wanted to have you to come on to podcast answer man is to talk about something that recently came up between you and another uh, member of the podcast mastermind dr. David Geyer uh, he is somebody who is looking to brand his Dr. David Geyer show. And I think the two of you had a conversation back and forth about uh, using a publicist or an agent. And this is something uh, that I, I believe would be of great value to podcasters out there to kind of think about this because many of us have started as a hobby, you know, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, it turns into a small business and then it turns into this thing that is actually a, a huge opportunity for a business that makes a difference in people's lives and a brand. And that's obviously been your story. I believe it's been my story. And personally, I want you on the show because I want to hear about this publicist slash agent. Maybe <laughs> I could benefit from having a publicist. Uh, and, and real quickly, what's the difference between a publicist and having an agent? Is there a difference? No, it really depends on the person and the firm that you're working with, but a good publicist is going to act as your agent in, in many different ways. So there's not a, a really distinct difference between them that we've dealt with. But we started when, when it became obvious, obvious that the business was really growing. We had some local press. We were on the local news, and we had a couple of local newspaper articles, and we saw the tremendous feedback that we got from that and that it really works but it's it's fairly easy to get local stuff and it's a lot harder to get national attention so we kinda had this decision that the business was growing enough that we needed to put money into either advertising or marketing or publicity or what we were going to do and pretty much we decided that whatever money we put into that was not guaranteed to get us any returns. You know, you put money into advertising, you do your best, you, you market, you target, but you're not guaranteed that 
that you're going to get any monetary benefit back from it. So we decided that because we had such a good story, we were going to try and go the publicity route instead of you know traditional advertising. But you know the problem is is you don't just say to your friends, so you know a good publicist <laughs> because that's not typically most people don't have one. So I spent a lot of time Googling, trying to find different firms, and as I spoke with them, I pretty much kept getting the same response from everybody. The standard response is, we'll get your information, and we will send it to our lists, and we will see who responds to what. And they charge different amounts of money for that, but that was pretty much the same thing, and they all try and kind of push their lists. Um, and who they know. And we were getting ready to go with one of them when I got a hold of this other guy. And when I spoke with him, he said to me, he said, well, can you send me some soap? And he was the first person mm -hmm. who actually asked about really what it was we did. And I said, absolutely. So I sent him some soap. And a week or so later, he got back to me, and he had gone through my entire website. He knew all about us. He'd watched everything that was on there. He asked me questions. He told us how wonderful the soap was. You know, he knew the children's names. And he said, okay. He said, I, I, I can work with you. And it was, of all of them, it was, he was the only one who, you know, really, I felt, cared about what we were doing and believed in us and was going to push us more than just sending us to his random list. So his name is Brian Dobson. It's Dobson Publishing. I'm sorry, Publicity PR firm. And um, we decided to go with him. He was a lot more expensive than everybody else. So, you know, we kind of had this budget that we had set aside and everybody else was kind of twice our budget and he was four times our budget. So it was a huge, huge leap of faith for us to do this and to and to go for this and we just like I said we just prayed about it and we really felt it was the right thing to do and time has proven that it was the best decision we ever made Brian's been amazing he works um, for us all the time he's always he's always thinking about different ways that he can get us out there you know if I see something I'll send him an email he goes oh yeah I'm already on that already working on it and you know he's gotten us radio interviews uh, television spots. We're going to Blog World in June and he's already got me on, uh, I think it's Fox News, their web show when we come to, to New York. So, you know, it's, it's not something that's guaranteed because even a good publicist can't guarantee that, you know, the media is going to, to pick you up and be interested in your story but you have to find someone who does believe in you and is going to push and convince them that this is a story that they need to follow. I would love to have an idea of just a range of what prices were being quoted to you for the services that they offered. It was usually about 1000 to 2000 a month for um, a, you know, a monthly to six-week mailing. So we're talking about $6,000 for PR and publicity at about $1,000 per month then on average, somewhere right. right around there. And then right. what what had you set your budget at? What, what did you guys say, okay, this is important to us and we're going to budget this amount? Uh, we're pretty frugal, so we had uh, set our budget at $500 a month, which was kind of, uh, that was a reach for us at the time because we still weren't making very much money at that time. So it was 500 
you found Brian. He's, his price is about four times what, what you had expected. When you came on with Brian, is this something where he also had a minimum six months? How did that work out? No, he really didn't set a minimum time. You know, he told me from the very beginning that it wasn't going to be something. He, he uses the analogy that it kind of spirals. You start with the, you know, with a small level and you, you get that. And then you use those stories to um, promote yourself to the next level. And then you use those stories to promote yourself to the higher level. And it's definitely been true. That's definitely how it's worked out. Um, the first kind of rounds of radio interviews I did, you know, he told me specifically that, you know, these weren't very wide audiences, but he wanted me to get comfortable with doing radio interviews and um, and definitely helped. You know, he would coach me through some of it and different things. Like if I have an interview, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to say goat milk stuff three times throughout the interview. And, and that's hard to just kind of slip that in because it's not something that you, you normally do. So he's been really valuable with that as not just getting us the opportunities, but helping us to make the most of those opportunities. How long have you been working with Brian? I believe it's going on two years now. And has this been a monthly cost for his services, you know, at this rate for two years now? Um, yes, we pay him every month and it's just a line item in our budget. And we know that, um, you know, things he's working on things all the time. He tries not to, to tell me until it's a done deal because if it doesn't work out, he doesn't want me to be disappointed. But, you know, I know all the time things that he is doing because I send soap to different people for him. So, you know, I can tell that he's constantly working. Have there been month, like more than, you know, a month or even a couple months together where there weren't any interviews? Only if I asked him not to. <laughs> we asked him not to when we had a, we went on vacation and then we had kidding season for the goats and we had you know 38 baby goats born in a couple weeks and and that was kind of taking all our time so I asked him not to during that time but he's pretty much been just steady you know all all throughout when we had the uh, today show it was quiet then because he didn't want anything else to you know interfere with them them doing that show so you know but that was that was planned quiet time the business today, things are going pretty well today. So, I mean, you and I have had some conversations uh, and, and, and things are going better than you ever dreamed possible. Is that right? It is. You know, when we started this, we had no idea that it was going to become what it has become. We just have three acres here and we had built on an addition to the barn when we outgrew the kitchen table and we have outgrown even the addition that we built on. So we've purchased 36 acres and we are in the process of getting ready to build on a new 6,000 square foot soap facility that we are so excited to to have that up and running. And, you know, it, we just keep making more and more soap. That's pretty much what it comes down to. When you get on these interviews for the radio, television, uh, and, and different various venues, uh, certainly with the Today Show, I imagine that you see the the new orders coming in and the site visitors going up is that right yeah when the when we knew the today show was coming because we had a little bit of warning we bumped up to the highest um, hosting plan that they had and it still crashed that it crashed it it was down for about three hours until we were able to get another one up and running so it was a pretty tremendous response when we were in the Oprah magazine that was um, as big a response but it was spread out over time more as opposed to, you know, being sudden hits from the Today Show. 
what advice would you give to a podcaster out there that has a small business or a brand that they want to promote out in the world and get the word out to a much larger audience? Would a publicist, an agent, is that something that they should be looking into? Well, I think you need to set a goal for yourself. You know, what is the purpose for having a publicist? Are you trying to get more listeners? Are you trying to market a specific you know, a specific podcast episode, because if it's just getting, um, you know, your name out there without something to point people back to, people are going to go, oh, that's great, and not necessarily go to it. So you need to have something, you know, it doesn't need to be a book, but even, like I said, just a specific episode that you can say, oh, you know, this really changes people's lives. This is, this is you know, really powerful stuff. You know, that's what you would need before just going out and and hiring a publicist for just trying to get your name better known. I just want to say our family absolutely loves the soap that you sent home with me the after I helped you set up your podcast and I'm getting ready to place a reorder. I am a customer for life and I want to encourage people to go check it out. If people want to go and number one, see the Today Show video that, that I had been so inspired by. And if they wanted to go and check out some of the different soaps and stuff that you have, where do they go to find you? Our website is goatmilkstuff.com. It's, you know, it's pretty easy to order. It's, it's fairly self-explanatory. But I know that your favorite soap is the nautical. So some of the guys out there can check that one out because it's a pretty good one. It is very good. But uh, PJ, I really want to say thank you for coming and sharing your journey with us. And congratulations on the initial success of your podcast and looking forward to having you back on after 50 or 100 episodes just to hear some of the amazing stories that you'll have. Oh, thank you so much, Cliff. I, you know, I tell everybody if podcasting is something that they want to do, working with you is, is the absolute best way to get started, to get up and actually make it happen without kind of just, you know, dilly-dallying and delaying everything. So you've been awesome. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. I know some of you are thinking, really? Spending that much money to promote my brand through my podcast and my and all this other stuff? Here's the deal. This is not something that I brought in for the hobbyists. This is something that I brought in for those who have maybe got into podcasting because you're promoting your business, your brand, or maybe you started out like me as a hobbyist and you've kind of formulated a business as a result of it. Kind of like, you know, PJ did with the goat milk, turning it into soap and then having this massive business that that has had, you know, recognition on uh, the Today Show and in the Oprah magazine. Anyway, I hope that it's inspirational to you. It's just another way to consider getting the word out about what you are all about in your brand, your story. Real quickly, want to give you a blog world update just to say that it's coming up in about four weeks now. If you do want to sign up for Blog World, head over to my site, podcastanswerman.com. Click on the I'm Speaking There banner and uh, get signed up as soon as possible. I think the, the, the rate is getting ready. I think on May 17th goes up another $100 to the, the full price. So you can save $100 if you get there by May 17th. Uh, also, if anybody's out there and you have products that you would like to uh, promote to podcasters, I recommend that you uh, contact me. You For $1,000, you can have a booth. For $1,000, you can have a booth at the podcast pavilion that's sponsored by Stitcher Radio. Anyway, if you want more information about that, contact me. 
Also, real quickly on my iTunes update. Remember, I've been asking people just recently to start uh, giving me some ratings and reviews in iTunes. It's something I've never done out of all of these episodes until just now. Uh, We've gone from 35 to 39 ratings in iTunes. So I thank you for those of you who have been uh, leaving the ratings. And specifically, I want to thank the following people who left a review, a written review, since the last episode. And that's Dodge Howe. Larry Snow, Amanda Black, Randy Wilburn, Peter Spiskowski, and uh, Dustin Hartzler. Thank you so much. If you want to leave me a rating or review in iTunes for Podcast Answer Man, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes link. Also, I want to say thank you to those of you who have used my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for hosting. If you want full details about what I think about podcast hosting, go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash hosting. And I want to say thank you to thegoldencord.com, winsolutionguys.com, and westmichiganindie.com. Those three domains were used to purchase domain hosting through Bluehost using my affiliate code. And as you guys know, I get a very generous commission when you do that. So again, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. If you're looking for a new hosting solution, For your website or podcast, Bluehost is a solution that will work for a majority of podcasters out there. My friends, that's going to be all I have for you this week. Until next time, I encourage you to take your show and everything you do to the next level. 